What is going on, everyone? Brian here for Apocalypse Movies, and we are here. <laughs> what is going on, everyone? Brian here for Apocalypse Movies, and we are here today to talk about Fandalorian. Or the Mandalorian? <laughs> the Fandalorian Club Show. That is what we call it here at Apocalypse Movies. I am Grand Admiral Sino. We are going to get into the fifth episode today of Mandalorian. Today with me, I am joined by my guest today. What is up? What do we know him as? Obi-Wan Jacoby. Obi-Wan Jacoby. Greatest Star Wars nickname ever, yes, in my opinion. Absolutely. Brian, I just want to say that was a beautiful start, man. That's, that's Thank a you. Start. I, I, yeah. If, if you haven't noticed, Jake <laughs> is not here running the show. The dark side has taken over, kicked the light side guy out, and uh, I'm in charge today. So bear with me with uh, Hey, we still got this. plenty of light side over here. Plenty of light side over here. There's too much dark side over. But uh, yeah, so we are getting into everything. We are talking Little Mandalorian today, episode five, the Gunslinger. The gunslinger, yeah. I when I saw that, I went immediately went. Oh, <laughs> that should just be the name of the show. Yeah, the right. Gunslinger. <laughs> I I immediately was like, oh, okay. I like the name. I like it. I can't. I'm digging it. Um, but yeah. So we got a nice little episode today. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I just want to say, so like, I work at 8.45 in the morning, right? That's, that's the time I have to be at work. And I woke up this morning at like 7.20ish, you know, use the restroom. And then I come out, wait a minute, Mandalorian. Yeah. And I'm like, am I going to have time to watch it before work? And I go and I pull up the runtime. And it says 35 minutes. And I usually have to leave my house around like 8.20. So I was like, I have just enough time to watch it. So started it and I'm so glad I did because it was a great start to my it's day. It's funny because this morning I was like, Jacob can even have time to watch this? Or am I yeah. about to do this show by myself? I've been waking up early enough on Fridays to watch it before work. Brave, yeah. A strong man because I would already be. <laughs> so I, I would have found a way. Stuff. I would have watched it on my lunch break. We would have watched it right after work and Perfect. just done it really quick. Something. Yeah. So um it was a great episode. Uh John Favreau. Well, Dave Filoni. Or Dave Filoni, yeah, excuse, yeah, yeah. excuse me. Excuse but me. I mean da John Favreau's killing yeah, this series. Exactly, I yeah. will say that. You're not wrong yeah, there. Exactly. But Dave Filoni did write and direct this episode. Yep. Which I thought I mean, I don't know. I, I would you say it's an improvement over the first episode? Because that, that was his as well. This one compared yeah. to the first? Oh, I love this one way more. Okay. You? I'm, um, Not way more because I love the IG-11 stuff in the first one. Like, the moment he shows oh, up. I always forget about that. Right, the moment he shows up to that place where IG-11 shows up, from that point to the end of the episode is incredible. And one of the best, like, sequences in the whole show. But as an overall episode, this episode was better, I would say. Okay, fair enough. I always forget about the IG because into into it. But mm -hmm. um, let's just dive right into it. Let's just get straight into what we are talking about, which is unsling. So, uh, so the episode opens up in space, obviously. Oh my goodness! I just remembered the opening of the really. I what like you think I, it opened in the hangar. No, no, no. I I knew the opening, but I was just I wasn't thinking about the opening. Yeah, because that's not part of the story necessarily. Okay. The opening of this episode is awesome. Okay, 
It really the space is. space battle looked... I Especially on the TV budget that they're on. Yeah, I mean... Uh, well, it's about $10 million an episode. Oh, $10 million yeah. an episode. Um, but yeah, it opens up in space. Nice little space battle we got going on. It kind of made me hate the Razor Crest a little bit. Because it just doesn't seem... It seems like a transport ship. I'm just kind of like... But he's going against this bounty hunter. He was getting blasted. He was getting annihilated. Yeah. And um, at one point he says... Uh, Take you in... Uh, yeah, he says, uh, I can bring you in warm or cold. And then All right, he when immediately... he first said that, I was like... What? No. Why would someone else say that? Yeah. Like, why would the, they write that into the show? Like, that's supposed to be the Mandalorian's line. Yeah. And then and he immediately, like, hits the brakes and shoots him down. That's my line. That was it so was, awesome. He was like, no. That was the best opening to any episode this season. Oh, easily. In yeah. my opinion. Yeah. yeah. He immediately was like, that's my line. No. You die for that. That was one of the coolest space battles oh, easily. I've seen in Star Wars. So, um, yeah. And then... We see him, he needs to land on a planet. So does he land? Freaking Moss Eisley. Yeah, when they, uh, I don't forget exactly what they said, but Moss they're entering the uh, Moss Eisley's, yeah. I was like, Tow uh, no, Moss Eisley said, Tower. Yeah, I, I was said. like, no. Yes, that was so awesome. I know, I jumped up and went, what? Like, I couldn't yeah. believe and it. And then, some, I think those droids first appeared in the prequels, right? In episode one? Yeah, so... He lands in this random hangar. Immediately, it's the pit droids. Yeah. From uh, the, so uh, that's what that was their first appearance, right? In Phantom pit Menace? droids. Yeah. yeah. Phantom Menace. So some prequel love there. Yeah. They were the um, the pottery search droids where you bop them on the nose and they pop up. It makes me think of Jar Jar Binks, unfortunately. <laughs> but I loved those little. Droids. I I like that they're incorporating things from the prequels. Oh yeah. Awesome. It's it's. I mean, like him or hate him, it's which is history. funny because this is. This is past the original trilogy in time timeline. Yeah. So those, I mean, droids live forever if, if you want them to. Yeah. So they'd still be around. Yeah. yeah. So immediately the droids pop up. I like how one of them always kept kicking the other one in the head. Yeah. Um, they start taking off towards the ship to repair it. No more than two steps. <laughs> yeah. No he droids. Shoots them. No yeah. droids. And uh, out well, he comes... shoots at them. He yeah, he shoots at them. Yeah. <laughs> um, and out comes uh, the hangar master, if you will. Well, yeah. um, they didn't actually say her name, but I did look it up. It is Peli Moto. Um, did you figure out who played her? I she, I didn't recognize her. If it's somebody I that know I know, until I looked it if it's up. somebody that I know, I, I wouldn't know. Do you know who Amy Sedaris is? I know the name. That's She's, her. Yeah. Played, she does a lot of comedy stuff. Uh, comedy okay. Central State. Strangers with she, Candy. I figured she uh, was a comedian. Yeah, to be she's honest. a comedian. Yeah. I had no idea it was her until I looked. I looked it up. They got a lot of comedians in this show. Yeah, like, more than you think. Yeah, they yeah. definitely do. And um, so she comes up. She checks out the ship. Obviously, she's saying like, up. Yeah. And um, money to get the ship fixed. Obviously, so got to do. Has to go find some work. Find some work. Yeah, I actually really liked her. Like overall, by the time yeah. the episode ended, I really liked her. She was a, a greedy. I mean, she's greedy because she needs money, but she's also a good person. Like she, she got to get paid, right? But 
She took care of the... I almost feel like greedy is a harsh word. Yeah, you're right. It is. But she's... I don't know how to... But she was about her money. First, yeah, I mean, um, she... It's they they her, made a point to be like, this woman is all about money. That's her main priority. Which is I mean, fine. She did, she did have her own scene. Little, we're going a little ahead. Where Baby Yoda... Um, uh, comes out and, and she, she says like, oh i'm gonna watch more. you and charge him more yeah yeah so um by the way but that's fine she was still a good-hearted character like she even though she wanted more money for watching baby yoda she yeah. still did it for a good reason exactly you know? so we jumped a little bit but um oh, by the way i had jake jake's uh commenting in jake berlin mr jake berlin qui-gon jake Qui himself. jake um communicating through the force <laughs> there you go <laughs> so um but yeah so we see him, he takes off into the town. Very first thing we see, stormtrooper helmets on pikes. So that scene is in the trailers, I and I was that. wondering when we were going to see it. I was starting to think, are we never going to see that in the actual show? And it was pretty cool, especially on Tatooine. <laughs> just because it's, yeah. it's the home of you know Anakin and Luke. And so it was just cool to see that there. Yep. Yeah. So um, takes off, goes through the, into the cantina. Um, Antina, except you notice that droids were Antina. There was actually a droid who was the bartender. Well, yeah, interesting. I did not mm -hmm. think about that. That right? is really cool. So, droids well, are in the canteen. I like that because obviously we know the, inf the, the famous line like, no droids, they have yep. to wait outside. And then we see which. You're, the most important thing in A New Hope is protecting the droids at the beginning, and they just leave them outside, which is always funny to me. But yeah, um, but yeah and that's interesting. It show, it's kind of like a, a civil rights thing where like time has gone by, and in the last four years or whatever, 40 years, um, droids are now accepted in bars, and they're working there yeah. now. And, and they're, he literally calls them bartender. Yeah. Actually, now that I think about it, he, ta he talked to the droid. Well, him. he talks to droids, yeah. but in a mean way. He says, hey, droid. Like, he, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that's what he said to yeah. the droid. He's like, hey, droid. Yeah, yeah. so <laughs> he's, he talks to the droid um, and asks for work for if the bounty hunter guild is there. And really. And then wannabe Han Solo Jr. turns around. <laughs> that, right that is the first thing I thought of was I was like, why does it kind of seem like he's trying to be like Han Solo yeah, a little bit? A little bit. And um, um, yeah, so here we got this kid sitting at a table saying that he's got a job for him. Yeah, he introduces himself right away. It's Toro something, yes, right? Yes, Toro Calican. Calican is his pretty name. cool name. And and we just I saw that is his name was Jake Cannavale at the end of the episode. Cannavale, and I was like Bobby Cannavale. Wait, is that like his brother or something? I was wondering. And we just looked it up and it's his it's, son. It's his son. It's Bobby Cannavale's son. No clue. Which is freaking awesome. Um, I thought he... I don't know his acting resume. I don't know if he's how long he's been acting. He did a pretty good job. I haven't seen him in anything before. So I'm guessing he has doesn't have that much experience. I, I don't know. But I thought he did a pretty good job for not somebody that we know. I you know. I mean... I immediately thought like, oh, here's another person that's gonna that can carry characters in yeah. Mandalorian. I didn't feel like it. Well, I liked I liked the character because 
at first he comes off all cocky and then he's like look i'm just trying to get into the guild like this is my job to yeah. get into the guild that, so that they show that, that his vulnerability and weakness and i kind of like that he's still yeah. a young he he's a young like uh, i don't know the word for it, but like kind of like a bratty kid in a way kind of like a spoiled, spoiled yeah guy, it kind of seemed like that in a way and i was up and down with the character i, I liked him overall but at certain moments i felt like he just like relax a little bit like yeah. he's trying too hard to be like have this this swagger to him like a han solo type mm -hmm. and i think he should have just turned it down a little notch but i still liked the character yeah so he definitely like kind of was like this like cocky mm -hmm. a little bit um but you his main objective was to get into that bounty hunter and he says he doesn't care about yeah, the money he, literally, he just wants to get into the guild yeah, yeah. he literally told mando like guild money is yours or excuse me, the bounty hunter. Bounty yeah, all the money is yours. Which how would he get it to him is what I'm is what I'm wondering. That's what I was wondering. I mean, I'm sure he could transfer the credits, but Mando's gonna wait that long. Yeah, that, <laughs> I mean, it's whatever. Yeah. Maybe he has the money. He's gonna, he just gives it to him then already. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. So they make a deal whatsoever to um, find this uh, bounty. Which uh, it turns out to be none other than Ying Na Wen. Yep. Um, who Who's awesome is amazing. You know her as Agent May on Agent Shield. She was the voice of Mulan. Animated shows. I mean, she's a Disney legend. And uh, her character's name is Fennec Shand, and she is this like mercenary that basically sounds like she's pretty feared. Like yeah, she's, well, she's well known. I think. And actually, I don't think she's in the guild because obviously they're looking for her. No, I don't think she's. In but she's an assassin, and she's she, a well-known assassin. Yes, because um, Ando immediately knows who she is. Yep, and he's like, "Good luck with that." Yeah, yeah. Uh, and makes it a point to say like, "Oh, she works for the Huts, stuff like that yeah. too." Like, she's not something. To be and it's funny with. to me because I'm wondering if the Mandalorian knew like she's very dangerous, and because obviously that kid, if he went off to her by on his own, he probably would have died. But it was the Mandalorian scared of her himself. I think a little bit. A little But I think he was like, I think the Mandalorian just always does what he needs to do. So he's like, screw it. I need the money to fix my ship. Yeah. I'm going to try. I'm going to do it. He definitely you know? had a bit of hesitation yeah. once he saw who it was. It wasn't just like, all right, let's do this. He was yeah. like. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. So they agree that that's who they're going to go after. Um, and <laughs> they come outside. And. We've got the two speeder bikes. Yes. Uh, as soon as he said, get two speeder bikes, I was like, yes, yeah. I want to see some speeder bikes. And then yeah. I like the little side comment, too. Mando goes, like, that's what we're using. And he goes, well, they're not Corellia. Yeah, and we're was, not on Corellia. Yeah. yeah. It was just like, well, everything <laughs> Corellia. But, uh, yeah, so then they take off into the deserts and see what I found the most, probably the interesting part about the whole entire thing was... They come across the, the Tuscan uh, Raiders. The Tuscan Raiders. Yep. See the two like. Uh, well, uh, first of all, I I loved seeing them just riding the speeders through the sand. Oh yeah, that was just. It awesome. was such a cool shot. Yeah. Like and it looked. Good. Yeah, it looked uh, really good. So when they stop, they see the Tuscan Raiders. Um, I can't remember what. Viral. Oh, like I'm, a I'm, Willy I'm not sure, things. but I don't know. That was, that was a good scene, though. Yeah. So, um, but crazy thing is, is the kid wants, like, we have to kill them. But then all of a sudden, show up behind him, 
and Mando starts talking to I them. Starts signing them. He to starts them. talking to so them. So I don't know. Language. I couldn't tell if like they created a a different sign language for the Tuscan Raiders that only they communicate, or were they doing American sign language? See, I couldn't okay. tell. Even I, though I'm taking American sign language. Yeah, right now. <laughs> I took two years of sign language, so you would think I would like immediately yeah. look. I was in such shock that I was just like, yeah. Well, I like it because unless I don't, I don't know if this is in canon or not. But if not, like we learned something new about the Tuscan Raiders. Like it kind of civilized them a little bit because you think they're just they just yell all the time and you can't communicate with them. But when the Mandos start signing with them, I was like, oh, yeah. It kind of made me look at them differently. You took exactly what I was going to because this is to me the most one of the most important parts of the whole episode is they are not wild animals. They are civilized. And yeah. every they single... probably just don't have, they can't speak yeah. like a normal language. That's why yeah. they do sign language. Yeah. But that's huge. Only times we've ever seen them is in a fighting type of thing. Like, I mean, we see them in A New Hope. See them as savages. Immediately and, start. Well, they're also in a Phantom Menace. They're yeah. shooting at the pod racers. Yeah. And Mando immediately is just like, hey, let's let's talk. Mm-hmm. And then he that they just he trades the, the yeah. kids binoculars for him yeah he i love that was the funniest line in the in the show to me when he's like those were brand new and he's like they were yeah and just, he just he just takes off too he doesn't even wait for the kid to, to get on the yeah. feeder and follow him so he just takes uh, off. yeah yeah so he just basically hands off and they go it's almost it was almost like I think the Mando knew that if they just went at it and tried to go without getting safe patches, they, uh, safe passage, they wouldn't have made it. Yep. The, who knows how many Tuscan Raiders are out there? They would have got gunned down. Like it's just unnecessary. So 100%. might as well negotiate and trade his binoculars. Yeah, for I mean, it it almost it like you said, it puts them in a, a different light. They're no no different. Just trade, make and, a trade, and they are out. Yeah. So. That's amazing because um, dude, what are the creatures in in episode two? Um, the the little guys. I'm having a. What, I don't know. The guy, the whole, the guys who eat the egg. Oh, the Jawas. Yeah, the Jawas. Oh, okay, so, yeah. Like uh, what the Mandalorian is doing, it's taking things that we know in Star Wars, like the Jawas and the Tuscan Raiders and Yoda species, and bringing new light to them. Yeah. And showing us different perspectives of them. are exactly the same. Well, though. they are, but we got to know them a little bit more, though. We yeah. Did, we got to know them a little bit more. I, I, the Jawas are just a little crazy. Well, we knew they were thieves and they stripped parts yeah. and everything like that. But we didn't know that they would go so far to get to just snack on a little egg. Like, what? They didn't even <laughs> do so anything. Fun. They, just they like... gave him all his parts back yeah. just so they could eat on an egg like what yeah it, it was pretty funny but um yeah so moving on from that i even though to me that was probably the most no that was cool it was I, very i was part. really um taken in by that i really love i love that yeah part. um so then they take off keep going and that's when they find the um dewback walking like it oh the, yeah the, there's just a dead guy and then, hanging yeah, from it yeah which did you notice he kind of really looked similar to the uh, bounty hunter that was uh, fighting him in the plane? In the plane? He had the same mask on and everything. Yeah, but I don't think that was I him. don't think so either, yeah. but I'm just saying it was just kind of... I was, um, and immediately, once they go to see if that was 
Fennec. Boom! Someone shoots mm-hmm. something at him. They take off, run over uh, a mount. He gets saved by his uh, uh, armor. The and, scar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and jump over the hill, hide under it, and that that's Fennec. Very trained sniper and trying to mow them down. Yeah. Um, I thought it was so funny that the more the Mandalorian's like, I'm gonna go rest. Yeah. <laughs> so then, so yeah, that's the kid asks, "What do we do?" And he goes, "Nothing. She's got the high ground. We're gonna. I'm gonna take a nap." And he goes and takes a nap. He's like, "You got watch." And um, he goes on watch. Uh, fast forward to nighttime. Tries to wake or tries to like be like, "You awake?" Doesn't say anything back, and then starts like going. Like, <laughs> I love where he just goes, "Hun," and yeah. he's like, "Oh, yeah, we're good." And so um, that's when we see Sneak try to get into their little. I don't know what. They try to get through the high ground. Essentially, come up behind her. You get your. Well, that was they used. I don't know what they called. Oh, those that's things, right. The I'm skipping the whole things. entire. Yeah. yeah. Excuse me. And. I was like, okay, there's no way they're gonna get through, and then, the, but those things they like blinded her on the sniper. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that was really cool. Yeah, I so they, that. yeah, they like took off on the speeder bikes to try to get to her, and is like shooting flares, and she still gets him. <laughs> she, <laughs> she still she gets him. Mercs his yeah, uh, Mando, yeah, his, uh, his bike, yeah, bike, oh. and um, destroys the bike, and but is somehow able boy somehow able to get around her cause her to stumble and Mando gets in there they end up capturing her um oh she does whoop oh the yeah boys. there's no question yeah. he wasn't gonna be dead in a second if the yeah, Mando didn't if show Mando up, didn't show yeah. up. but um, yeah so we have her in custody and right before they go to take her back they're like crap she just well, destroyed I one think, of our ships. So now we're leading up to the part where um that where uh Toro and her have a discussion about the Mandalorian and yeah. the child. But I think what's very important about the beginning of the episode is I, I the Mandalorian is acting very carelessly and I don't understand why. So look, why would he leave the child alone in the ship? Like Oh, we did forget about Don't yeah. do that under these circumstances. Yeah, that was kind of weird. I And then you you're bringing this guy who's in the bounty hunters guild you're allowing her to walk outside of the um shipyard with the baby yoda in his his hands letting other people see him yeah he's being very careless which i don't know if that is the the writers or the the directors like not noticing this or not understanding that that's stupid or is the mandalorian messing up like is the mandalorian Maybe flawed a little bit, a little careless. Yeah. I don't know, but when he was doing that, I understand why they did it because he had to have seen the child to know that the Mando had the child in yeah. the first place when she mentions him. But I was like, I don't think the Mandalorian's that dumb. I don't think he would let anyone other than her at this point see the child. Yeah. So I was just a little thrown off about that. But that leads us to their yeah. discussion. Yeah. So um, Mandalorian's like, I'm gonna. Well, oh, he goes to get he the tells the guy yeah. to go get the dewback. He's like, I'm not doing it. And yeah. it's like, all right, fine, I'll go get it. Takes off to go get the dewback. And that's when uh, to have a conversation, he persuades him that let me free. We'll take him. Mando to the bounty hunter guild. 
And I was like, yeah, right. As soon as I was thinking, as soon as he takes those cuffs off, she's going to kill him. Me too. Him. I was waiting for her to just. And I was actually surprised that he shot her, yeah. to be honest. So I, I was, um, I was thinking, okay, he's dumb enough to believe her yeah. that she's going to work with him. Yeah. And so he makes the move to go take the handcuffs off and, or he makes the move to take the handcuffs yeah. off and shoots her right in the chest, which I immediately was like, no, like I was taken aback. I couldn't believe that. Um, and I was stupid. yeah, exactly. Um, and then well, it's funny because he killed his bounty, <laughs> and then yeah, well, killed his bounty. We'll see. But um, and then he go. He realizes he has a bigger prize. Yeah, on his hands, which is the Mandalorian. Yeah. And so um, back notices that. She they're dead in the sand and takes off back to the hangar um i'm sure at that point well he figured it out oh crap yeah. baby yoda figured did too out, yeah. um which uh and see him walking to the hangar and mandalorian uh is looking around and here's boy something along the lines of yeah um and uh comes out of the ship lady is holding baby yoda and that's where no i think he was holding baby yoda and she was in front of him he was holding the gun on her oh that's right you're yeah, right yeah, you're yeah. right she he had the gun like mm -hmm. this he was holding her and he tells her uh hands up and then tells yeah. her to cuff him yeah you're right you're right yeah. and uh but he has one of those yeah. Park flares and, and i was like i knew the mandalorian's like of course not, not gonna just i thought you know, he might do this and use one of his yeah. whistling birds it's funny that he used the tool that they used earlier because yeah. even though the guys uh Toro surprised me sometimes he wasn't as dumb as he seemed he's still kind of dumb yeah he, so he's, he's got to think he knows the mandalorian's so smart and yeah. just has a lot of stealth and agility so like why would he think that the mandalorians are not going to be able to get out of yeah, this totally you know? and uh <laughs> it's, it's funny because when she goes to handcuff him she goes oh you're not a stupid Look, yeah. like, <laughs> she's like, just, just the way she like. talks yeah. yeah and so um launches the little flare in the air bada bing bada boom the guy is dead and that was the end of that um yeah. they take off he gives her all of his money yeah so i i like that I like because that part. the thing is like he must have had that money already but it was maybe his backup money or whatever i'm assuming that was just i, I kind of almost took it as like a rich kid that wanted to like Bounty hunter, and he had like cash. Because he came, he took the money off the kid. Oh, he did. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that was his money. Oh, no, I didn't no, no, see no. that. He took the stash of money off the dead body and like. Oh, he dumped it on her. Okay, yeah, and he, it was it was obviously more than what he owed her because she's yeah. like, whoa, she's like, that'll do. Yeah, like, it was like falling out yeah. of her hand, and um, it's off. I think that episode is over, and all of a sudden. Uh, Fennec just laying dead in the sand. Yeah. Someone kneeling down and immediately. So, all right. So this is there's a few questions here, and then the episode ends, right? The, yeah. Immediately so a few ends. questions here. One is Fennec not dead? Or, like how if she's not dead, how does she survive that? Interesting. I didn't think she was dead because there's no way you bring her in and. For that, she was. She probably yes. had less than two minutes of screen time. Yeah. There's no way you bring her in to do that. I would be 
Very so disappointing. I'm guessing, yes, she's alive. I think she's alive somehow. I don't know. Maybe she has, like, the clothing she's wearing is resistant, but, like, it's still, like, getting punched in the chest really, really knocks hard. Knocked her out. So it knocked her out. Awesome. Mando did not go over and check her. So he, his, I, be, I bet you his armor could tell you if someone's dead. His his mask could read their sense, maybe. their body heat or whatever, and tell you if he's someone's Probably. dead. I, I bet you. Does. And then, but another thing is, I'm pretty sure that was the Mandalorian, but they don't show us that that was for sure the Mandalorian picking her up. Really, you think it's Mandalorian? No, I don't. I mean, that's who you think it is. I yeah. If I had like, if I was forced to put five bucks on it. I would just say, yeah, it's the Mandalorian, but they don't want us to know for sure. But he had the cape and the boots and all that stuff. You saw that on the, with the person who picked her up. I think it might be. Uh, guy from. Oh, yeah. Don Carlo Esposito. Yep, you're right. I it think probably it probably is. Because they didn't want us to see who it was, yeah. obviously. Um, but. But yeah, I don't know. It, like I'm not the sure. Of the because uh, there's, I, I got to watch it again. The lighting was pretty bad. I couldn't really see. But like I knew it was a boots and a cape, right? And yeah. the Mandalorian has that. So yeah. I was like, oh, is that the Mandalorian picking her up? And they just don't want us to know. Or But that makes a lot of sense. Because I think in the trailers, he is wearing a cape. The yeah, Jean Carlos Esposito. Yeah. That's what made me think of it. My other guess was um, Carga. I don't yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, it's somebody important yeah. for sure. And it's it's interesting because every time, most of the time, the Mandalorian leaves a planet, like he's just moving on. He's jumping around different planet to planet, right? Is he going to stay on Tatooine for, you know, going forward? Or are they going to go That'd after him? Next thing. Uh, like, you don't just, like, drop on Mandalorian. Um, they didn't show his ship take off into space. No. So that's what I'm saying. I think they're playing with us. Like, was that the Mandalorian who picked her up or was it not? Like, who knows? The only thing that makes me think it wasn't Mandalorian is like. Well, because she could tell people that he saw him on Tatooine. I guess. But oh, maybe true. maybe he wants to force her to work with him. I don't know. Like, maybe they, he wants to get her to work with him. But no, it's probably not him. Probably not. Yeah. I think my, if I put money on I was I would say uh, that makes sense that we haven't seen sense. him yet because if it was the Mandalorian why wouldn't they just show us like yeah. there's no reason to hide it so I think that makes sense but the thing for me it just it cut from the Mandalorian leaving to that right yeah. away so it who knows who knows I'm, I'm sure people have ar already know online <laughs> they already figured oh, it out I'm, I'm yeah. sure <laughs> but um yeah I mean we got a lot this episode uh, turned to Tatooine. Moss Eisley, we're seeing how things. And I, everyone's been saying, like, do you think he's going to go to Tatooine? And he went to Tatooine. Yeah, I did not. So cool. I, I don't know if I ever thought. I knew he would go to somewhere similar to Tatooine. I don't think I ever thought, like, yeah. they're not going to go. They're not going to go to Moss Eisley and Tat, like, on yeah. Tatooine. Like, maybe somewhere else on Tatooine. I never would have. Um, I think they're gonna stay. I think I think they're gonna stay on that. Maybe maybe go somewhere else. Oh, maybe, on Tatooine. Yeah, that would be cool if like the rest of the season just takes place. I mean, there's only three episodes left. 
So if the rest of the season just takes place on Tatooine, because we know he's going to have a throwdown with Giancarlo Esposito and some yeah. some uh, stormtroopers. Yeah, so I mean, there's still a lot. I feel like that we have that we saw in the trailers that we haven't seen. Well, the thing is, the way most shows, right? You know what's going to happen the next episode, where the characters are at. Yeah. In this show, you don't know what's going to happen the next episode. Ever. You, you don't, don't even, know. You don't even get the title of the episode. You don't know where he's going, what he's gonna do, anything. So yeah. I, I like that though. I love yeah. that. I mean, he, you, you literally don't know. I love that they don't give you a preview. Oh, absolutely! I, I love that. That is too. one of my favorite things because, like, I hate. I love and hate those. I love those because it gets me yeah. excited. Like at the end of Arrow, they show you the the ads for the next episode. Yeah. And... <laughs> so I mean. I part of me is like oh, I don't want to see like a little tease, but at the other part of me is like no, I'm no, good with no, it. Not... I don't even know the name of the episode until it starts. I love that. Neither do I. Yeah, I know because we, we were. I was looking at talking to Jake last night, and I was like, what the, uh, we need to find the name of the episode. I'm not getting looking up the name of the episode before it airs. Yeah. I'm like, and I like that it doesn't show any of the cast members before, like the names of the cast members before. It starts because I don't want to know, like, if I would have, you know, if you see certain names, you like, you know, you're expecting those, those actors to show up. And, yeah, and things exactly. Like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So that was our Dave Filoni. Uh, Rick Fukuyama is directing. Next one. The next one. Yep. Which, I mean. Well, his episode is my second favorite, very close to my first favorite, which is episode three. But those episodes Three and two are the best so far. Like, I mean, I th- a lot, most people agree with that. For me, um, three and two are just neck and neck as my two favorite episodes. Um, and then I, I really like one. And then Sanctuary and this one are pretty good. I, I put the rest on an equal level, kind of. Like, if if three and two, I, ha- I rate them as a nine each, then these other three are like, 7.5 to 8s, you know? Yeah. It's if I were to me, rank them. Number 3 is on like its own platform right now. Like Jennifer Child directed the crap out of it. I mean, so, I love that episode, but I feel like people put too much emphasis on when the Mandalorians show up at the end. Like other if it wasn't for that, is it really like so much better than episode 2? You know? Like I I just I like them both almost equally. So 2 and 3. I don't know. I like I just like that whole two two I mean two was really good I think I love episode two because um like when he fights is it the Matterhorn or what do they call it the, the Matterhorn what do they call the it the beast the right yeah 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 what, uh, it's something horn something uh, horn so when he fights the beast and with the reveal that that um baby Yoda's force sensitive like I just yeah. that moment was so magical that to me true. that was like the magical Star Wars moment like. I'm not saying it's on this level, but that was like Luke grabbing the lightsaber in, in Empire for the first time, like having it come to him, like yeah. seeing the baby Yoda do that and having that revealed was such a special Star Wars moment for me. So that's why I put number two so high. So I have yeah, two and three neck and neck. Um, if I had to rank the last three, I would. You know, I really like Sanctuary after rewatching. I it. like Sanctuary. Like I, a lot of people have. Dash yeah. that one probably more than anyone. I've never had a problem. I think with I it. like Sanctuary, and then um, maybe this one, and then Episode One last. But they're all good though. Yeah, 
they're all good to great like yeah. in between there somewhere I, yeah i feel like it's a little hard to like a little episode one it's hard it's hard not to the rank them one, too it's but... not fair to rank them but everyone ranks them it's fun too yeah it's I fun mean, to say what's your favorite for you're not gonna throw the ending episode three in of course not, not yeah so yeah i mean they're progressively getting like i, I wouldn't say better but like get more more needed. interesting yeah like we're learning more and more about the stories of Orion, about the world about what had the state like we don't really learn the state of the galaxy, but we learned what it's kind of like in in these um in these outer planets. You Very know, like Western, kind of like. Well, it's like the Wild West. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's no. It almost kind of feels like there's like no laws, mm-hmm. and they're just kind of like. Because they're still whatever. figuring out. It's only six years after uh, Return of the Jedi, so yeah. like, there's the New Republic is still forming and getting things together, and so it it's cool. I like yeah. it. I it's funny because when he paid. The, Finger person, he paid her in imperial credits, and I was like, waiting for her to go. Like, we don't accept well, those anymore. The imperial credits that in the first episode, uh, when he was offered imperial credits, he said yeah. those are no good anymore. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's I. I saw that part, and I was like, you're like those aren't worth anything, but she yeah. mind. So. They they must have some value still, but just oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure a place like Tatooine. Yeah, because Whatever. otherwise she's not stupid. She wouldn't take them no. if she didn't know. Yeah, I loved the. I'm so glad they. I want to say that's almost one of the first things they've connected to the first three movies. The Mandalorian. Yeah. Well, I think he's in like the outright. The flashbacks are during the Clone Wars, though. Oh, that's true. So, that's true. Yeah, but that's other true. than that, still, it's cool that we're getting these pre- prequel references. I keep for I sure. forgot the. And I mean one. the Camino Doctor as well. So it's I mean it's very obviously so, okay. So I'm wrong. It's so. very heavily influenced by the original trilogy. Yeah, they're, make no mistake. But it's it's awesome that they're incorporating prequel stuff because I mean we grew up on the prequels and oh yeah, I, I'm I'm done like people being ashamed of their love for the prequels. Yeah. Like it's we're past that now. So I'm glad we're getting that in the Mandalorian. Oh. And I want them to acknowledge them more in movies too. Not necessarily Rise of Skywalker, but yeah, so any now. like any movies going forward, unless you're gonna put Qui Gon in. Oh, we'll save that for the Obi Wan <laughs> yeah. series. So, uh, He's gonna be in it. Force Ghost Qui Gon. Oh, hundred percent. I cannot. <laughs> so uh, there you go, guys. Our reaction to Episode Five: The Gunslinger of the Mandalorian. I mean, it's a great show. You you can't. You can't knock it. There's nothing nothing you can really complain about for this show. But um yeah. So check us out all over on YouTube, Spotify, Anchor, you name it, we're there. <laughs> uh check out the Pocketflix now, which is drop on Saturday now uh, well, not this week because it's not live. But um yeah, check us out on the weekends. We've got new stuff, Nerd Nation, whole bunch of stuff that we got over on this channel. So uh, for Apocalypse Movies, thank you for joining us on the Mandalorian <laughs> Club. I am Brian, also known as Grand Admiral Sino. This is Jacob, Obi-Wan Jacoby. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> yes, uh, Obi-Wan Jacoby. Uh, <laughs> so uh, thank you for joining us, and may the Force be with you.
Hey everyone, Jacob Bartley here. Thanks for watching. If you want to check out something similar from Apocalypse Movies, click this video up here. You want something a little bit different? Check out this video down here. If you haven't done so, please subscribe to Apocalypse Movies and let us know your thoughts in the comments section. We always love to hear from you. Thanks for watching.